Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. Now we're going to continue our focus on ladies football and look on that more positive, uh, I suppose, situation than we had last week. Me, they're in their third All-Ireland Intermediate Final next weekend. They face Westmead. Of course, they lost to Tyrone and Tipperary in the last two years. They're hoping to make it third time lucky to look ahead to that game. I've still got Fergal Lynch of the Mead Chronicle on the line. Uh, Fergal, Mead are hugely impressive when they swept aside Kildare, or Clare rather, in the last round in the semi-final. I know you were expecting Mead to win. Did you see it going quite as well as it did? And they were like they won at a, at a canter, really. Oh, to to uh, use the well-known name and Murray phrase, they were awesome. They were they were uh, superb, really, in that day. And nobody could have envisaged a performance quite up to that level um, at this time of the year to be able just to dominate a game so much against a, a high-powered. Uh, Clare attack including players like Nevo D and Chloe Maloney um, I think they'd scored something like 5-10 or 5-12 between them in the two games coming in and to hold uh, Chloe Maloney scoreless and I think Nevo D got Clare's only point from a play from play that day um, the other three or four scores coming from freeze for Clare it was just a, a devastating display but you know nothing was won and they're just back where they have been for the last two years and that's very much been the focus of the three-week gap between the semi-final and the final that you know they have to get over the line now. Yeah, and looking at the side which started that All Ireland final last year versus the fifteen that started against Clare the last day, it's broadly the same group of players. But then you've Stacey Grimes, who we know was away a little bit last year and came off the bench in the final. But now is you know back in the team, a key player got two six in the semi final, albeit two four was from dead balls. The freeze and the penalties still need to be converted, no matter who takes them. So she's become a central figure on the team. Do you think this me team is in a stronger position last this year than it was last? I, uh, Stacey did so much more than the 2-6 was probably a fair reflection for a lot of performance uh, the performance she produced was her reward for it but she did so much more she her, she was a real playmaker on every other score which she was nearly involved in she's become a real key player and as you said she missed out last year because she'd gone travelling earlier in the year and had only come back in the latter stages so she was a huge loss last year I know they were bet by nine points I think by Tyrone in 2018 and it was five points last year by Tipperary. So there is a case that you could say that we are getting closer. But uh, as Eamon Murray said in his in his interview in the Chronicle this week, that we on Tuesday, he said that uh, there seems to be a cue there to win this All-Ireland. And now is Mead's time. They really have to push on and win it. But they have a good stability, as you said there. It is pretty much uh, the same team as the team that played last year. Orla Duff, of course, is missing. Um, she's out injured a long term injury uh, all year but a couple, several other players have come in and stepped up to the mark for me so they do look stronger uh, they definitely look to be a faster 
um, att- more attacking unit and defensively they they look very tight and very assured in their marking and assured in their organisation which is a very key role in ladies football if you're well organised and you're tight in defence and you're not going to ship simple scores then you're going to have a great chance Absolutely. I'll overlook that uh, shameless plug for the Chronicle out on Tuesday, as you said there, for your build up to the game. But I've seen a fair bit of this me team in the last few years and the style of play requires an immense level of fitness because they tend to carry the ball in large numbers up the field. You always have to have somebody coming on the shoulder, etc. Would you have any fear that the size of Croke Park might make it difficult to maintain that style of play over 60 minutes or whatever it will be? Absolutely not. They, uh, Eugene Evers is the man that's been responsible for a lot of their early season work. And um, I know Donegal supporters would be aware of who Eugene Evers is. He was involved with the Jim McGuinness teams and, and getting their players uh, up to the standard of fitness that they reached. And Eugene was also involved with Mead men's teams as well and uh, has a superb approach to getting players fit. And he has them in peak condition. Um, if, any, if, you saw, if you see the progression from the first round of the championship this year, I know it was in terrible conditions in Lamira against Down, and then it improved to against Leitrim and improved again against Clare. And they just seem to be getting fitter and fitter, and that's all down to to the base work that was put in by Eugene Evers and the hard work uh, during lockdown that the girls put in themselves. They really have worked and are determined to get over the line, and uh, they're they're as focused as anybody, uh, any of the management or anything anything that we might say that you know they won nothing yet, but they're as focused as anybody. To, to get over the line this time. The other thing that, that was worth mentioning, I guess, is the fact that Westmead were senior last year and so may pre- present a more physical challenge than Mead's previous opponents have. Is that something, again, that would, would come into your thoughts at all or would that be something you disregard? Yeah, well, Westmead have, have, I think, seven years' experience. They were senior from one intermediate in 2011, so they've been senior since 2012 and found it going a little bit tough last year, but they were in a tough group. Uh, and ended up being relegated. Uh, played, they also played in Division 1 of the league and beat a Donegal, a strong Donegal team in the league. So that would indicate that they're not going to be any mugs. And they, you're right, they are a very physical side. They, they like to uh, make sure their presence is felt throughout the game and they do uh, impose themselves on an opposition and, and very much try to force turnovers and win ball back. And, and with players like the only Archibald, they'd be very capable of... of taking scores but I just think and you look back over the, the league and the championship this year I think Mead have scored something like 78 times over league and championship and uh, Westmead have scored 36 37 times so Mead are capable of creating bunkers, oceans and acres amount of space and chances um, that if they take half of their chances in the game I think Mead should be in a very strong position but Westmead will be a physical side and will be a a challenge that Mead haven't really faced this year. So just finally on that one, would you be quietly confident about Mead getting the win? As we said, they've lost those those two finals. We spoke to Moira O'Shaughnessy a few weeks ago and she really said that those two games last year and the year before the finals won't have any real bearing on it. They won't be carrying anything to this game in terms of psychological burdens. But would you be confident that they'll get over the line this time next week? Yeah, I think as Morris says, I think if anything, the two games the last two years would stand to them in that they know where they're going, they know what the occasion is all about. They won't have the 35, 40,000 people uh, adding extra pressure on top of them. I think the huge space in Crow Park suits their running game, suits the way they like to spray the ball around. Uh, I know Westmead would rather it a little bit more compact, a little bit tighter, where they can get into a, a bit of a dogfight. But I would be confident that Mead can win. Um, and I think both my head and my heart would be, would be edging the same direction. All right, I think Mead just might be too strong for Westmead. Fingers crossed. 
Well, fingers crossed indeed. Just before I let you go, um, because it was something that came up during the week again, uh, as it did last year as well. We saw the Mead Miners having a great win yesterday over Westmead. So they've beaten Dublin and Westmead and Leinster. They're now into a Leinster semi-final against Leash. Um, talking to people around me GA the last few weeks, the one thing that seems to come up a lot is that gap between under 17 and under 20 and what players are, what are, what's done with players in, in those in-between years. One of the things you were you were on about during the week on social media was the fact that Mead still don't have an under twenty manager in place. Now Kildare appointed theirs. If you're talking about teams that are next in line to Dublin and Leinster, Kildare and Mead are always the two that are mentioned. Kildare appointed their under twenty manager in September. Mead still don't have an under twenty manager, and they appointed the under twenty manager last year in December. What's going on there, and why is this taking so long? Because the under twenty championship is over quite a while now, and these are the players that are going to step into the senior team in a couple of years' time. Can you put your finger on, on why a manager hasn't been put in yet? Because if I'm an under-18 an under or an under-19 player or a 19-year-old or 18-year-old in Mead, um, I might be looking at this wondering what's going on and what's the plan. I'm as baffled as everybody else is, David, about that. I just can't understand that there seems to be... Uh, I don't know if it's an apathy towards the under-20 grade that it's just uh, a by-the-way, oh, yeah, should look at... Anybody that's any good will make it up onto the senior and we'll only just appoint a, an under-20 manager just to keep things sticking over, which is an absolute terrible way if that is the way they're approaching it. I know some people might say that's not the way they're doing it. They're following procedures and uh, the way bylaws and regulations have to go. I know requests went out to clubs to send in their nominations and they have to be in, in November. So you know that's only this month. I don't understand why it couldn't have been done six months ago. Uh, why we shouldn't have been looking for a new under twenty manager? Um, why is Ger Robinson gone from the role? Was he was Ger not interested in it, or was he just not required for another term? Uh, that hasn't been made clear yet either. But um, there does need to be a, a better link from minor to under twenty. I know Dublin have a an under nineteen development squad. I'm sure we have development squads for certain amount of players, but Dublin have an under nineteen development squad and they're feeding up from minor from the colleges into this under 19s and then which leads into the under 20s because you can see that in the rewards they've been all out of final to look forward to next week and um, it, it's just it, it just beggars belief why we haven't got an under 20 manager Sean Boylan is gone as part of the down under 20 setup like that's surely we should be having Sean involved in our under 20 setup instead of letting them go up and getting involved with down yeah, and the other thing that, that strikes me is a little bit strange, whatever about Joe Robinson or, or whoever it is, but there seems to be a continual churn of managers at that level. Whereas, you know, you look at Dublin over the last number of years and there's a bit of continuity there in terms of the managers, even some managers going up through the grades or you've guys at managing the under-20 team for a number of years and then moving up. But it seems to be on a rotational basis almost to me that somebody's in for you. Now, as you said, that could be that the guy in question doesn't want it for more than a year, but... I would have thought that it would have been more beneficial to appoint somebody on a two or a three year term like as far as I said uh, Brian Flanagan the new Calera on the 20 manager has been appointed on I think a two year term and is a review after a year so and that's the case with senior managers you don't really appoint somebody on a year some lads do a year because they're they're then run out of the job after the year but they're generally not appointed on a one year basis but that seems to be the way it's done here I, I, I can't quite wrap my head around it you'd imagine a longer term approach as you said there would be the way to go and maybe we'll see that this time around who knows well, exactly. It's, it's very hard to do any work with a certain bunch of players and just have, because it's not a year, it's, it's probably only six or eight months is all they get with them. It's, it's termed as being oh, a year's contract, but there's no such thing as a contract really in the GA. So they just get eight months to work with a team, uh, probably get a couple of challenge matches and then there was an under-20 um, knockout type of competition, pre-season competitions, and then it's straight into championship. 
but then and then at the end of that you're gone you're done but there needs to be a continuity with with 14 16s minors uh, and then on to the under 20s so where's the minor manager from was Joe Trainer the minor manager of the group that should be under 20 now where's Joe Joe hasn't well, you know, didn't carry on as minor manager, and, and you know, you'd like to see him involved. Surely he knows those this group of players coming through better than anybody. But look at it, just beggars belief. I, I don't know what's going on. Okay, well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I suppose what happens. Maybe there will be an appointment just before Christmas, and then I mean, last year's under twenty championship I think started in February, so Joe Robinson would have been appointed mid December. Would have had a you know, if you got a week or two in before Christmas, you'd be doing well, and then into January, and you're almost into games then in February. So not a very long time now. But look, Fergal, we we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully, there'll be an announcement this week, and we might see some progress on that front. Thanks so much for taking the call, and we'll let you get back to the hurling. Cheers. LMFM Sunday Sport, your sport, your station. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. 